Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback? Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within, combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a catch. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline, pylon, touchdown, and the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine, yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined as always by my co-host, Aaron Murray. And Aaron, this episode, this Thanksgiving week episode of Punt and Pass is brought to you by Prize Picks. That's right. Our friends at Prize Picks are back and they have a brand new offer for all Punt and Pass listeners. And this is an offer that you simply will not want to miss because they are literally giving you free money. That's right, free money. All you have to do is download the Prize Picks app or go to myprizepicks.com and sign up with the promo code PNP. Letter P, letter N, letter P and you will receive a free $25 to play. That's right. On the house, a free $25 to get active on Prize Picks. You heard me right. Download the app, use the promo code PNP and you will receive a free $25 play to play with on prize picks you must be in a valid state use the promo code pnp and then follow them as well on social media at prize picks they send out great stats to keep you up to date and informed on what to play you can follow me at drew butler 13 i gave you a free winner on a thursday night it was awesome so free winner we uh we did pretty well won 50 bucks aaron's at Aaron 11 we are at Punt and pass. Again, that's prize picks. Download the app. Go to myprizepicks.com. Use the promo code PNP. I know we got a lot of people signed up last episode. That's awesome. And I think we're working on a little SEC Championship Week special. So appreciate our boys at Prize Pick. Week 13 is done, Aaron. I was in Athens. It was a sloppy game. Holy cow. I cannot mm. remember weather that bad. That was worse than the Kentucky game. Um, for sure, pregame, we were there. There was a little 10-year anniversary for some all-SEC guys. So I got to go there. I saw my boy Blair Wall. She was there. Great to see Blair. Clint Bowling was there. Geno Atkins, obviously, is in the league, but his family was there. So it was a lot of fun. We somehow stayed dry, brought Bridget, brought Jackie. 
We missed you out there, Aaron. But Georgia gets it done, nineteen to thirteen. I'm not as old as you. I'm not as old as you. So I'm <laughs> not. Right. I wasn't on that ten year anniversary just yet. That's Drew, I got right. a couple of years to catch up to that. I'm like at eight right now. Oh, right, God, eight somewhere. Like that. You're getting old too. Some... You're getting old too. Georgia wins. I, I, how many? How many rain games? I want to go back to that. How many rain games did you have? I know we had my our freshman year, or at least it was my redshirt freshman yeah, year. Yeah, Arizona year State. Arizona State was a monsoon. Yeah, that was. Horrible. And then I went. I went four years without any weather. The only yeah. weather I had was the Liberty Bowl, and that was a, a good time for UCF. That was about it. <laughs> yeah, it's no, you know what? You, You're wrong totally time right. For the rain to start. I, I can't really remember many of them. We were in school. Um, I had a couple of them in the NFL, Pittsburgh, and you're going to get some pretty nasty games. Yeah. Arizona, there's a couple bad ones we went on the road too, but horrible day for weather. Fans showed up great. Got to give a lot of love to Bulldog Nation. They showed up. It was senior day. They supported the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs finish out the season with the win to send the seniors out with a victory. They won 19-13. to We will definitely touch on that later because I need your thoughts, Aaron, on this offense. I mean, you could hear it in the stands yesterday. People were going nuts. Uh, and look, it was bad weather, but I think the rubber's kind of meeting the road because Georgia fans know what they have to do to get to the playoff, and we will touch on that in a bit. But across college football, the games that we discussed on last week's podcast, Ohio State wins 28-17. to How about Oregon going down last night? The football on late night last uh, night was awesome. They lose to Arizona Oregon. State 31-28. to Oklahoma squeaks by TCU 28-24. to a team that could be making some noise this week. We will talk about this a lot this week. Michigan upends Indiana 39 to 14 in fashion. Utah beats Arizona 35 to 7 and Tennessee is bowl eligible. They beat Missouri on the road 24 to 20. All right, we're going to discuss question, some of these questions. Go ahead, question. please. I wanna, I, I'm just going through the list and we didn't mention this one. But Baylor, Baylor just whooped Smoked up on Texas. Texas. Texas scored 10 points, 24 Smoked to 10. I mean, is, Texas. I, we, I brought this up last week. Is this the end of of our boy at Texas? Is this it? I mean, he's been there, done that, Tom Hurt. I mean, yeah. is this Donzo? I mean, you're at Texas, and you're losing to Baylor. You're 6-5 and five right now, and all the talk about Texas back, year four. Is it year four for him at the, yeah. as the head coach yep. of Texas? Year four. And you're going backwards at a program like that. So that's going to be an interesting decision here to finish the season off. And what they do, even if they get to that seventh win, I just don't think that's acceptable. You're falling behind in the Big 12 right now. And you're way, 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 way behind Oklahoma at the moment. And that's not a good look here for It's not a good look. And now he's kind of getting mocked. To your point, Ryan Clark, former teammate of mine in Pittsburgh, now on ESPN. You can see him in the mornings on get up he sent a tweet last night and this was the tweet aaron quote as an lsu alum i would like to thank you tom herman a few years back you made the decision i never knew i wanted you to make you chose texas and for that i am grateful because remember when lsu lsu threw the book at tom herman and he said no they settled with coach O, and lsu fans were pissed and rightfully so i mean herman was the guy everybody wanted a piece of tom herman fast forward four years and uh, it is certainly flipped on its head. So Texas, not even competitive in that game. You were right on that pick, Aaron. You went 3-2 and two last week, buddy. 36-32 um, and 32 on the season. The lock of the week, though, ran out of gas. You chose Ohio State to cover that 18.5 points. Oh, it dude, you just happen. had to start freaking fumbling the football. I was ready to text you. I know. And be like, I told yeah. you so. And then all of a sudden, you know... Uh, 
Dobbins fumbles and, and our boy fight just it was a fumbling fest yep. all of a sudden. And I mean they were dominating that first half. Ohio State, they come out second half, do the same thing, go down there, score right away. But turnovers, man, turnovers made that game closer than what it should be because they were kicking some butt. But Justin Fields had a pretty good game. 16-22, 188, two touchdowns. The fumbles hurt him a little bit. I think now I, I talked about last week, he needed three really big games. He needed to to just dominate that game versus Penn State. Yeah. He needs to dominate versus Michigan and then dominate versus either Minnesota, Wisconsin in the Big 12 championship game to really close the gap and make it kind of interesting with Joe Burrow. I think after this weekend, I'm not saying he played bad. He, he played good, but there's no chance in my mind Joe Burrow loses it. I think Joe Burrow can literally throw the game for Georgia and still should win the Heisman. Like, there's no one in re- who yeah. who is no, in I reach right now. I, I agree. There's no you. one. There's no one. I mean, they're, they're Justin gonna, Fields had his opportunity. You're exactly right. He's had his opportunity. I mean, he would have to score seven touchdowns this weekend in Michigan against the Wolverines. But then still, it's it's not enough. Joe Burrow would have no. to completely botch the game against Texas A&M and then have a horrible game against Georgia. But they're going to look at the totality of the season the statistics that he has continued to put up, he will be an LSU quarterback winning the Heisman Trophy. I mean, you it's never done. thought it's over. you'd have never thought that would have happened last year, the year before that, five years ago. Never. It's crazy. And I'm going to ask you a question a little bit later on about the future of LSU because we've always said if LSU has a quarterback, watch out. They've got their quarterback. He will not be around next year. I wonder what kind of consistency Coach O can keep but tomorrow night everybody's going to be looking towards the college football playoff rankings now that Oregon has lost Aaron and I have been doing my due diligence today looking at who people are predicting to be the number four spot right everybody has their bowl projections everybody's going to tell you who's playing in the Fiesta Bowl who's playing in the Peach Bowl those of course the two semifinal games and for some reason I'm just not seeing Georgia and I'm not seeing Alabama. I'm seeing Utah a lot. And guess who else I'm seeing? Oklahoma. And I'm scratching my head a little bit. But then I went to the All-State Playoff Predictor, which is what ESPN uses on their website. It's kind of their analytical breakdown of each team's percentages to make the college football playoff. And the team leading at the number four spot right now is Georgia. They have a 50% chance to make the playoff right behind them is Alabama with a 47% chance to make the playoff. And then it's Oklahoma at 12%, Utah at 9%. And then I just got to throw this one in there because we're going to be talking about this game a lot this week. Michigan has a 3% chance to make the college football playoff. Wait, another, I think another one that's not in there that's interesting to me is Minnesota. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I think Minnesota I think Minnesota wins this weekend versus Wisconsin. And then if Minnesota a 1% finds chance. a way – if Minnesota finds a way to beat Ohio State, then you got two Big Twelve teams and or excuse me, two Big Ten teams in it. So yeah. I think Minnesota has a legit. I think Minnesota's right up there. They're playing great football. I know the one loss is a close game, is a great football game. I, lots of things happen this weekend. I want to obviously go back and and, and we talk about the Heisman and, and how Justin Fields might have lost his opportunity to really close the gap. I think Ohio State to me, and I was. You know, I, I've been a big Ohio State fan this entire season. They're the most complete team. And, and, and my mind still hasn't changed from that. I still think them and Clemson are the two most complete teams in the country. I did say last week, however, that I felt going into this Tuesday 
that Ohio State would jump LSU as the number one team in the country. Is that going to happen? I don't see. I don't see that happening. I don't think they were dominant enough, in my opinion, in that football game to to deserve the ability to jump to number one. And this is going to be interesting because LSU. I mean, they play A and M this weekend or coming up. So I don't think that's a super sexy win. But then you go to the the Big Twelve Championship game. If LSU beats Georgia. I think LSU right now all of a sudden feels pretty good about keeping that number one spot. And I did not think they were going to be able to do that okay. heading into the playoffs. Yeah, I think you bring so, up a great point. No, Which I, is huge. And we're going to have to talk about it, and I can't believe we're even going to discuss it. But does Michigan have a chance? I mean, look at how Michigan's playing. No. Indiana's a good football team now. If they can force turnovers, and we talk about it week in and week out, it doesn't matter how much talent you have on the field. It doesn't matter what style of football that you play. Does, does Ohio if you State turn the ball over, say it again. Does Ohio State still get in though if Michigan wins this weekend? Uh, they, Ohio State, yes. Ohio State's in the championship game no matter what. Correct. So you're saying Michigan, who who doesn't even make the Big Ten conference championship, still has a chance to get in? I don't agree with that. What I don't no, think no, no, no. I'm asking you. No, no. I, I, okay, they, ESPN said they have a three percent chance to make the playoff. That's certainly not going to happen. I'm asking you, do they no. have a chance to make it interesting this weekend against Ohio State? Oh yeah, of course they do. It's at the big house. See, I can't uh, believe they're playing we're great talking football right now. That. I can't believe we're. I can't about either. That. I five weeks ago I've been like Ohio State's going to blow them out the water, but right now Michigan's playing ten times better football. Like you said, they're not turning the ball over. It's crazy. They're not turning the ball over. That is what hurt them early in the season. Go back to that game. Was it versus Navy? Was it Navy? It was one of the academies? I believe it was Navy. And they just were turning it over, turning it over, turning it over. They still won the football game, right? But still, they, they, those close games are what are people's mind. And it's the it's the turnovers. It's the lack of big plays. The loss versus Wisconsin did not look great. Obviously, the Penn State game was a little closer. So I think they can. I think they can make this game closer. I'm interested to see what the line is going to be. I think it's going to be closer than the line of this Penn State game this past weekend, which was, what, 18 and a half points between Ohio State and Penn State. I see this more as a... 10 to 13 point spread. You're learning. Uh, yes. Somewhere Ohio in there. State's a yes. 10 point favorite. You are learning. Oh, nice. Look at that. I just, I nicely wow. done, sir. I swear for all those listening, I have not looked at any books. They believe to you to figure that out. <laughs> they uh, believe yeah. you believe me. I they believe they you. I know they do. So <laughs> right. yeah, I'm with you. It could happen. All right. I, I like, I like your style. Ohio State's a 10 point favorite. I think it opened at nine and a half. It's already been bet up to 10. Keep in mind, this game is in Ann Arbor. Ohio State's ranked number two. Michigan is ranked number three. That game's always at noon. We have a fantastic week of football, of basketball, of sports action. Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody listening. Punt and pass listeners are the best. It's my favorite week of the year. That is a fact. But we also have a lot of other games to discuss, and we will get to them in a minute. I do have one question, though. I'm looking at the AP poll. College football playoff rankings come out tomorrow night, obviously. And still, Aaron, still inside the top 25 in the AP poll is USC, the Trojans. And we talked about it last week as the white cloud, right? What is the committee trying to do? Keep in mind, Utah has one loss. They lost to U. SC. Why would Texas A&M not be in the top 25, but USC is in the top 25? I understand USC did beat a top 10 team, but they have four losses. Texas A&M also has four losses, but they're two. Clemson, the number three ranked team in the nation. Alabama, the number five ranked team in the nation. Auburn, the number 12th ranked team 
15th ranked team in the nation, and Georgia, the number four ranked team in the nation. They've lost to five, four top 15 teams. Okay, I'm just saying right now, you can see the committee is trying to jockey and get USC more into the top 25. So Utah has that quality loss. If Utah is able to beat Oregon, because I still think Oregon could most certainly beat Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. Herbert had a terrible game Saturday night, throwing interceptions. I don't know what he was doing, but you know what? They kind of ran into that buzzsaw. During the broadcast, they were throwing up statistics of how often Arizona State upsets top 10 teams when they themselves are unranked. Kind of crazy. Really pretty interesting stuff. Arizona State played a perfect game, threw a huge wrench into the college football playoff picture, and now we have two more weeks to go in the regular season. Of course, this week is rivalry week, and then conference championship week is after that. what do we always say that we always say at the end of the day, things will start to clear itself yes. up. Now all of a yes. sudden we were talking about Oregon being that team to get into the top four, if they won the, their conference championship and now they're out. So people will start to lose. And it, it would not surprise me. Like you just alluded to that. Oregon somehow finds a way to beat Utah in the conference championship game. And then the PAC 12 is completely out. The, the, the big 12 to me in Oklahoma is still a, a far reach to get in. And then our boys, Alabama find a way to sneak in because they're going to say, Hey, you're going to take a two-loss Pac-12 team? Are you going to take Oklahoma? Oh, I know. Or are you going to take us? Alabama just sitting there smiling oh, right now so saying, if we, if we take care of business first, Auburn, our chances just keep looking better and better every single day right now. And it's, 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 it's crazy. They literally, I thought, had no chance or really a slim chance. But if they beat Auburn this weekend, and like I said, then all of a sudden all you really need, in my opinion – is is two things is LSU to beat Georgia and then I think if Oregon beats Utah uh Utah I think Alabama's in at four Baylor could beat Oklahoma in their rematch I can't trust Oklahoma not with that defense I mean no lead is big enough they do not play confidently on defense and Jalen Hurts at times not looking as secure with the football as he needs to Alabama's only a three and a half point favorite that game is in Auburn 3 30 p.m on Saturday. All right, I want to ask you, though, about Georgia's offense, right? What is going on with Georgia's offense? Because I'm just going to simplify it and say, I don't think Jake Fromm's that good in the rain. I mean, I was at the game. He missed what two wide open touchdowns. No, that's, that's, that's a great question. It, it's, you it's can stick up for him. That's fine. Hey, a lot of kickers aren't good yeah. in the rain either. I mean, that's just yeah. a matter of fact. Brian Herring on that wheel route, first drive of the game, wide open. Yeah. Jake missed him. And then I, I think it was wide Pickens, open. wide open. Yeah. Jake missed him. I mean, how accurate can you be with a soaking wet football, delivering it down the field? It's tough. It is really it was tough. interesting that he came out with the glove. Yeah, what did you think about that? Because a lot of people were wondering well, about that. So it's funny because I was I actually called the equipment guys. Um, uh, my boy Will Wells, uh, he was kind of a, a help. He was our, actually my practice center when I was at Georgia. And now it's kind of worked his way up the ranks. But I called him on on Friday. I said, "Hey, um, I called you about a week ago. I need some gloves because I'm playing this new XFL league. My first couple of games are going to be in New York and Seattle." I was like, "I." need some gloves because i don't know if i can grip the ball in 20 degree weather plus it's probably going to be raining in seattle yeah can you just send me some gloves so i i called him friday i was like hey it's been a week i thought you're gonna send the gloves he said hey i was going to and then the uh the offensive staff made me take every quarterback rain glove we had for this weekend (laughs) and jake's been using them i was like damn it jake stop stealing my gloves (laughs) uh but i was like no it's okay i'll I'll use as many gloves as you can for jake 
So he'd been practicing with it all week in preparation for it. I mean, the ball was spinning pretty good with it. I, I, he said Jake liked it a little bit, uh, was going to go with it. Obviously felt more comfortable with it than say going, going back to that Kentucky game when it was raining. Uh, but I do believe though that the glove came off second half. Yes, it did. Uh, but for any quarterback, especially one with not the biggest hands in the world, and Jake probably has about the same hands as me, maybe a little bit bigger. It's just it's it's tough, man. Those balls get a little slick. You're not as you can't control it as well. And I I I've thrown with gloves in the rain. If you have some of those leather ones, like kind of what Kurt Warner had back in the day, yep. it does help with the grip because it gets a little tackier with some uh, when it does get a little moist. So. Um, it just wasn't a good day for him. It just, it, you have those days, like I said, the rain obviously did not help, but at the end of the day, you still, I still trust Dake going forward. Yes. And at the end of the day, you won the football game. Well, I'm going to say it every single week. They're going to win I, games I like this. I know. They, I, I we agree can with bitch you. and moan about it every single week. But what I say last week, they are going to win this game and it's going to be close. It's going to be four quarter football game. That is their identity. It's just, Bitching and moaning is not going to change it. It's not going to change the play calling. It's not going to change the receivers. It's not going to change Jake Fromm's accuracy. It's not going to change the run game. They are who they are. You just better hope that that's good enough to beat LSU and keep LSU and that and, and Georgia's defense hopefully keep LSU to somewhere between twenty three to twenty seven points, which is and possible. hope the offense can somehow, Which is de- Auburn kept them on the road. Auburn kept LSU to in twenties in the twenties, and yes. you would think at the Georgia Dome or the Falcon stadium, whatever the hell they call it for the sec championship game, a, a probably more Georgia environment. You'd have to think it's going to be about 55, 60% Georgia LSU fans. It's going to be loud. It's going to be noisy for this LSU offense. And this Georgia defense over and over again, continues to impress me. They're fast. They're physical. The defensive backs are tremendous. There's very, very few times I see guys running open down the field. Everyone's step for step and stride. So I feel pretty confident uh, in Georgia's ability to match up with LSU's offense. I feel very confident as well, and you and I have talked about it ad nauseum. Georgia's defense, Swift in the defense is going to keep them in the game, and Brian Herring. I mean, they've got two fantastic running backs who are going to play a long time Cager, in the NFL. Cager just needs to sit out the next two weeks. Yes. I mean, they just Georgia practice is, game and get him healthy for SC Championship game. Absolutely. And you know what? Where lies the blame? I don't know, but I think it's the entire team because it's an inability. As Kirby Smart said, quote, it's an inability to put people away, away on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Offense needs to be more efficient in the red zone. You're not going to beat LSU with field goals. That's no. a fact. Next week against Georgia Tech, you could probably kick two field goals and win the game 6 to nothing because Tech has got awful. But in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, they will need to turn those field goals into touchdowns. And who is that on? It's on everybody. It's on the play calling, and it's on the execution between Jake and the receivers and the offensive line and the running backs. I loved when Swift freaked out on Fromm after Fromm did not audible out of that play call yesterday. Saw the blitz. Swift saw it. Jake did not switch the play call. Draw minus four yards in the backfield. And Swift was pissed off. I like that because he held him accountable. All right. And I think Jake liked it too. He responded to it well. I think the fans appreciated it as well because it kind of woke everybody up. I mean, you can get lulled into a sleep when you're up eight, 12 points and it's a two score game. And then all of a sudden, you don't get that first down. Texas A&M goes into four minute offense. They put quick points up on the board. And now it's a football game. That is situational. 
football, and teams are really good at executing it. When we are in the SEC championship game, Georgia is going to have to be on their shit like they were last year against Alabama. Aaron, you were on the sideline. You and I were texting each other. I was in the stadium as well. Jake was on fire. They're going to need the exact same thing, but for four quarters this time. You can't play for 45 minutes against the number one team in the nation. You got to play all 60. Georgia's in a good spot. Everybody, chill the hell out about Georgia's offense. I get it. It's not ugly, but if I told you, or if anybody told you that Georgia would have gone through that November stretch from the Florida game to the Texas A&M game and were undefeated, you would take it, stamp it, ship it to me next November. There's no doubt about it. Before we move on, though, I got a great tweet last week, Aaron, and I want your thoughts on it. It's from Johnny Ricks, at Johnny Ricks on Twitter. He said, you guys haven't talked about it, and he really hadn't heard much about it in the media at all. But the last six opponents that Georgia had played, five of them were coming off of their bye week. Kentucky was the exception. They did not have a bye week. South Carolina got Georgia off the bye week, the first of the six teams. Of course, we all know Georgia lost to him in double overtime. But what does that say about Georgia? I think it says the most about the coaching staff, right? Preparedness week in and week out, execution of a game plan, and singular focus week in and week out. That's an unbelievable stretch, man. You're going to play six teams coming up, five teams, excuse me, coming off of bye weeks in one season and go four out of five. You wanted five out of five, but you take four out of five every single year and move forward. What are your thoughts on that as a quarterback? Because the defense gets an entire week to prepare, break down your tape, get healthy, have fresh legs coming into that. that Well, I think the biggest thing is the health, the the ability. Everyone knows and understands how important, especially in the middle towards the end of the season is how to get your legs right to be able to go out there and, and have a full gamut of players to go execute your offense or defense. So I think that's the bigger thing. And obviously you get to watch a little bit more film, mostly the coaches, because the players aren't doing a lot during that bye week when it comes to film study, they're more just focused on getting healthy. The younger guys are getting some reps and the coaches may throw in a couple things here or there, but they don't want to kind of bore the players when it comes to, okay, two weeks of preparation for this next game. So really you don't get going until maybe Saturday or Sunday uh, of the game week to start going, but more, it's just a, a, a freshness both physically and mentally compared to another team that's just kind of in that grind mode of playing SEC game after SEC game after SEC game and you're just worn down a little bit on the road all that other stuff that goes into it so that is that's huge man the fact that they can kind of rebound both like I said physically and mentally to be able to compete with those teams week in and week out within this conference Shows a lot about the leadership, I think, for Georgia. No doubt. A huge weekend of college football coming up. A bunch of top 15 matchups. Number two, Ohio State at number 13, Michigan. Number five, Alabama at number 15, Auburn. Number 12, Wisconsin at number 10, Minnesota. That could be the best game of the weekend. That's where college game day is going to be. Number nine, Oklahoma at number 21, Oklahoma State. That could be interesting as well. Mm -hmm. Bedlam. And then, of course, clean old-fashioned. Hey, Georgia is at... Georgia Tech. Georgia is a 29-point favorite versus Tech. It's the largest in series history. Everybody meet me at Waffle House Saturday morning. I'm buying. We're having a party for Coach Collins' first clean old-fashioned hate rendition. 
Waffle House on DB for sure. Going to be an awesome week. So much sports on TV. It's Thanksgiving week. Be sure to download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PNP. You get a free $25 to play with on Prize Picks. Check them out tonight. They'll have their Monday night football props up. Again, got to be in a valid state. Use the promo code PNP. Follow them on social media. They have great social media accounts at Prize Picks. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. I am at Drew Butler 13. We are at Punt and Pass. Have an awesome Thanksgiving week, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. We will talk to you on Thursday. See you.